people lose the sight of that the game that we play now as a professional it was all made up about just having fun. You like you can't forget the love of the game that it, it, it sparked as a young kid, just being a youth and being the guy that came from the inner city of Los Angeles. Hundred percent, man. That's and that's something that you said for the love of the game, and I think that's funny because at the end of the day, growing up playing sports, it ain't no pressure. You just doing it, you know, for that love of it. But a lot of times, you know, you get to the professional sports and media it'll start to make you seem like as the athlete, as the bad guy, when it's like, man, I'm just playing this game that I love to play. And that's just like business. Anytime money is involved, you know, things change. And that's why I wanted to speak with you because at the end of the day, you've been in the league for, you know, over eight years. You've been one of those guys that have always been a household name, has always been a stud, always, you know, spoke your truth. Would you say that speaking your truth for the love of the game can sometimes have people look at you a different way? And how do you feel about that? Speak your truth and get scolded for it or not say nothing and just let it go under the wind? I think as a, as a, as a professional athlete, I feel like you have a voice, right? And, and when I say you have a voice, you have a voice to be heard. I think it's, it's, it's almost like a persona that we have to kind of like, you know, like the lady says, shut up and dribble to LeBron. You get what I'm saying? I think it's like we're so stuck in a phase that a professional athletes getting paid so much money and, you know, uh, they're able to take care of their families. They're able to do X, Y, and Z, right? But at the end of the day, I've earned that right. It wasn't just given to me. It wasn't just handed it to me. You get what I'm saying? So perception of the reality is we have a voice. Use your voice. You, you, you're a powerful individual. You know, each and, each and every one of us come from a different background, first and foremost. We all don't come from the same background. Like how you was raised and how I was raised is two different forms. We might we might have a lot of similarities, but yep. I think it's no one form kind that uh, an individual are exactly alike. And that's why I, I've branded myself as being one of one because I feel like I'm unique. There's no other me, regardless of, you know, whoever you can name in the NFL that's doing things that I've done still only one Deshaun Jackson. You know what I'm saying? I didn't make it to where, I, where I'm where i at today and change or turn my back on the people that was in the mud with me. And I like to say the mud because before I was a, a celebrity or before I was a superstar, before I was a Pro Bowl NFL wide receiver, I was Deshaun Jackson and hanged out in the block, sure, and hanged sure. out in the hood. Like you said, For the sure. baggy clothes, sagging my face. You know what I'm saying? That was me, bro. Yeah. I just like to be authentic to me. And it's like, I feel like at a time when you're a professional athlete, they want to take you away from that. They don't want you to be the real you. They don't want you to speak your real truth. And uh, that was hard for me because I was faulted for, you know, my upbringing and the people I hung around and, you know, the things I've done. Kept my same day ones around me, bro. And I was faulted for it. For me, you know, I played basketball at University of Miami. At a, you know, I got drafted in 2009. Um, my career didn't go the way I wanted to go. And I didn't. I only played for three years. But I, you know, I retired and I jumped into media and business. Look at shit from a totally different perspective. Because as an athlete, you don't have time to think about media, branding. You, you got you to gotta make sure you write when you're in your shit. Because if you don't perform, you're not going to get paid. Definitely. And you're one of those guys that I follow a lot. Because like you said, you're one-on-one. I love guys that empower and say, you know what, man, I am who I am. I'm going to be who I am. It's just because you're an athlete in a high position, you can't be who you are. And I saw you be yourself. And I looked at it from a different perspective of like an ordinary person from the outside looking in and how media is. I said, oh, just Han Jackson is saying his truth. But with him saying his truth, the media is just going to flip it 
to make a story. I know you. I know you would never say anything malicious or anything. So it resonated to me. It's like, damn, man, it sucks to almost be an African-American athlete right now because you can't be yourself. Because now if you look at sports and media, there's not as much sports, you know, games is getting canceled. So now the media is looking for a story. Uh-huh. If they can find a professional athlete with a voice and not mm-hmm. saying just you, there's tons of people that use their platform as a voice. They're going to flip that and make their own story. And I want to come here and talk to you and, and say that I'm glad that you don't allow the media to manipulate and dictate what you're going to say. And I think there's more and more athletes that are speaking up and speaking about their truths, because at the end of the day, you can't tell athletes to be inspiration to kids and do these things. If you're trying to make them something that they're not, you didn't make it to the league by being some fugazi ass motherfucker. You got to the league right. by being D Jack saying true to what you believe in and at the end of the day, yeah, you know, some people say you get to leave, you got to cut your circle small or whatever that is. But it's like you can't tell one person what to do if you don't know what they're going through, what they came from. Professional sports have, has came down to so much of uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's, yeah, it's more sure. of a what, what have you done for me lately? League, you know, I'm hurt right now. So if I sit back and make a soundbite or, you know, uh, they say clickbait or if I say some shit and they go put it out there, it's like. Why instead you of, him focus, Why instead of him focus on, you know, getting exactly. better and rehabbing, he's exactly. sitting around talking about this. But at the end of the day, once again, it goes back to we have a voice, we have a life, we have a life outside of football. So it's like exactly. if I was to sit around here and just <laughs> football shit 24 hours, like what is my life about? Me, man, I think the biggest thing I can say about that is, you know, it's okay to have hobbies. It's okay to have extra yeah. cri- criteria wants and needs and desires that you want to have out your life. And if you have a passion for something, if it could be playing a video game, it could be rapping, it could be uh, taking online classes for a, for a degree or for, you know, something you want to uh, get as far as a, a degree, like you get what I'm saying? Like exactly. put your best foot forward to do that. I got a question for you because like I said, I always have a different perspective of being an athlete, right? So I look at an athlete like we could take any athlete. You get hurt, right? And when you get hurt, a team is paying you a lot of bread. So it's like, look, the team wants you to come back and they want you to get back as fast as possible. And it may not always be like the right decision for you as Deshaun Jackson to come back in like six to eight weeks. Even though he said it's six to eight weeks, you might need eight to 16 weeks, right? right? So it's crazy that a lot of times I always feel like you're in a you're like in a double negative. If a player gets hurt, and if we in the, we live in a league where, like you said, what have you done for me lately? If you get hurt, they automatically look at who's another fast rod receiver that we can get in mm-hmm. just in case Deshaun does not make it back. Deshaun may come back a little earlier because you know what? Deshaun don't want to lose his job to like the next the next young up and coming guy in a world now where what have you done for me lately? And if you think about media now. There's so much media happening at a rapid pace. They're going to forget what you did two years ago. What have you done for me lately also resonates to media. Like, what have you showed me lately in media? Like, if I ain't seen no Deshaun highlights yesterday from him playing, uh, I'm going to go to what's present and what's in the now. Great that what you're doing and talking in the media because now the fact that you're not playing, this is your playing field. You're a fucking CEO, bro. That's the thing that they don't tell you. You're a CEO. You got to invest in yourself because if you don't invest in yourself, who's going to invest into you for you? Double down betting on yourself, bro. And that's been my mentality since day one. And I think uh, the criteria of that is like, you're not going to be able to play professional sports forever. You get what I'm saying? So in in reality, 
you know, while I'm in it, I'm in it. Don't get me wrong. I work my ass off, you know, off season, regular season, during season. Bro, like, you work hard anybody I've ever seen, bro. I, I, it's been times when you you FaceTime me at three in the morning, bro. And you don't you weightlifting, you jogging, you like, yo, Jack, man, I can't sleep. I'm working. And it's like sure. the the average person wouldn't see that they three in the morning call. Listen, right. but and, and at the end of the day, if you go on media and you show that they're going to be like, oh, Deshaun Jackson just trying to show off that he working right. out. It's like yeah. you can't win. Ain't win at you, all. You can't win. It's like a no, it's like a double negative. And one of my biggest mentors told me is that when you get to the position and you understand who you are and you realize that you can never fail and you'll never get it done, right. there's no pressure. It's like laundry. You're never going to get your laundry wrong and you're never going to get your shit done because today you're going to throw some shit in the laundry. Who was doing the rapping shit when it wasn't a thing? Now it's okay to be a rapper in sports. It's one of those things where if you have a passion for them, do what you wish. You get what I'm saying? And not everyone's able to do that because you have guys that come in the league that might be a second rounder or a free agent. You get what I'm saying? And they might have an interest of really rapping. It's like the team sees that, then they're like, no, we don't want him on our team. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I like for me, it kind of just took to the point where uh, I, I, I focused on it behind closed doors. And then when I, I mean, because I came in, you know, being a starter, second round, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I came in feeling like I was that dude, regardless. You know, I put yeah. the work in and I showed it on the field. So for me, it was a little, a little different. But even though I, I, I rapped and, you know, had the record labels and I had the entourage and did all that shit, like, I didn't really press play on it until I felt like in my career, I was like, leg up, I needed to secure my yeah, earnings. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It was just certain shit yeah, that I was yeah. like, I don't want to just jump out there and let them know that 100%. this is what I'm on because they can snatch it from me type shit. So yeah, like, I just, yeah. I had to align all my, you know, they say cross your T's and dot your I's, you know what I'm saying? And that's for me, that's what it was on the music shit. So I didn't release my first album until this past summer. You get what I'm saying? That's yeah, 12 exactly. years, but I had exactly. artists that it was yeah, rapping yeah. and did other things and put music out. But it was like, I was kind of like more back, back line. I wasn't like front line, like I kind of am now. 100%. So, you know, for me, like my thing is, man, you got a passion for music, man. Like regardless of being a professional athlete, how it's going to look crazy. I mean, do what you wish, bro. Yeah. That's the problem we have nowadays. Like you got to be happy. Like regardless of you what you do, be happy. be happy, man. And even if people don't get, people don't like it. So fuck what? Still do yeah, whatever yeah. makes you happy. Do what make you happy. And that's my, 100%. I stand on that. Drake, it's a Drake line. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not that guy that's like a bring a Drake line in. But he is <laughs> one of the lines that he says is, you know, as soon as I stop having fun with it, I'm done with it. Like for example, me, I was playing basketball. I got drafted in 2009 by the Spurs second round. You know, I got my jersey retired at Miami. I'm, you know, all ACC. I've done huge things. I played overseas for three years, didn't make the league. And I'm like, man, this basketball shit cool, but I'm not having fun with this shit no more. So, you know what? Yeah. I dropped it and jumped right into CEO mode, right? Those are the things that the leagues don't teach you because if 450 players in the NBA were CEOs, boy, oh boy, that's going to put a lot of pressure on that league itself because these players will look at themselves as a boss, as a manager of their lives and not an athlete. Imagine if 3,000 players in the NFL was like, yo, we CEOs, every 3,000, let's put up $2,000 a piece and we're going to start this fund. And all the players can say, yo, we're going to create a Nerf football, our own version. If all 3,000 players invested in that Nerf ball and said, we're going to do one video a month, bro, it'll be a billion dollar company. I was just talking to someone about that. It's not enough real ones that want to do that, bro. They, it's too many, it's too, it's too many of them that I'm like, I'm getting my 50 million and my family taking care of. I'm straight. You get what I'm saying? Like they don't look at it for the culture. They don't look at it for the young dudes coming up under them. You get what I'm saying? It's like more of, 
I'm, I'm getting my why dough. I'm straight. Though? It's the why mentality, you bro. You know, it? it's not like the NBA. I was telling somebody that. Uh, but shit, I think it was you when we was talking about that this offseason during quarantine when I when oh, we got yeah, on five. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not enough real. Like the NBA, you got LeBron, you got certain, you got all these Chris Paul, you got certain dudes that stand up for the culture that are in the NFL. You don't have, you don't have like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, all these dudes. It's a, it's a different culture. They make their money and they go invest in what they invest in. They take care of their people. But it's like, it's not many of us that's going to stand on the same platform and say, all right, owners, if y'all want to be on that, us players, we're going to be on this. Y'all want to start whatever y'all start, but that's why the NBA, the commissioners, they understand that what the players do and what the players mean. So once the players yeah. be on some bullshit, they like, all right, what we got to do? We're going to, we're going to adjust and we're going to make, we're going to make a different exactly. narrative out the situation. Like I said, DJ, I always look at stuff from a whole different perspective, not from an athlete. Like, for example, like you said earlier, you and I grew up differently. Like I'll speak on that because I grew up, my father and my mom, we grew up, they grew up in Baltimore City. I don't know, you probably saw The Wire and all that shit, whatever. That, that's what that is. But when I was born, we lived in the suburbs. Right. So, like, I went to school in the suburbs, but when I, get, when I went to go hoop, I was in the inner city playing against them niggas. Like, them niggas, that's, it don't matter. We don't care where you're from, off with your head. So, right. I have that balance of seeing both. And I look at the NFL as a very, like, old school thought process thinking league because it's all American mm -hmm. sport. You know, it's sure. middle America. Everybody's watching football Sunday, you right. know, but basketball you see is more of like the cultural sport and it's in media as the cultural sport. So shout out to Adam Silver identifying and seeing that like, yo, exactly. we're culture. We got, I have to, as a commissioner, change mm -hmm. that. And I can see how Goodell football ain't really like culture, mm -hmm. culture like that. So yeah, he don't have to make that radical move yet. So I think it's guys like yourself end up for what you believe in and not in a way where it's like you're downgrading the NFL. Just like do what you love to do because DJ, you're inspiring a nigga in college right now that probably wants to do a podcast or wants to be a rapper or shit, just wants to fucking be the same special team player, receiver type player as you. It's like the NFL don't see that. So mm -hmm. for you, I think it's steadfast for you to continue doing what you're doing, bro, because you're inspiring a lot of people, like people don't see the stuff that you do on Christmas and the holidays, giving back to tons of the youth. Do you ever feel like you want to push that narrative more? Because, you know, we've had conversations like, man, I don't, I don't do it for people to see it. I do it out of the love of my heart. Then it's right. like you do something, then the media goes, oh, Deshaun don't do nothing for his hood. It's like, come on. Right. It's like, no, what do you say to younger kids coming up that want to do and do things for their community? Far-fetched, bro, because... At the end of the day, you can have you could always have good intentions. You could always mean well, right? And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't get your credit for it. So as far as you know, the the publicity stunt or you know uh, showing it off, like for me, that's never been um, an interest because I know where my heart is. If that makes sense, you know, um, I was once one of them kids that was in the positions, in the poverty, in the in the slums, didn't really have a dollar. You feel me, mom's pop struggling to put food on our plates. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. for me. It's it's a it's a bigger passion and, and and to answer your question, do I do I see myself pushing that envelope even further? I I have a lot of you know uh, work that's kind of up under my sleeves right now that you know I'm I'm just rolling them up and eventually you know breaking the ice on them. But uh, you know I, I have my own Pop Warner football youth uh, team. Um, yeah. You know travel trips. Uh, you yeah. know going to Florida. Um, you know multiple jerseys. Uh, you know experiences man because i feel like yeah. as a kid man like to be a young kid and for me 
I didn't, I, I had experiences, but I didn't have the experiences that I'm giving my youth kids. You get Oh uh, yeah, saying? exactly. So 100%. for me, so for me, it's, it, it's bigger than me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's 100%. my motive. That's my passion. So to, to talk about that briefly, man, like the young kids, this, this out there, this listening, or the young kids that wants to be the next DJ, don't be the next me, be better than me. Like be I, than you. I, I, yeah. I want my young boys, you know, speaking of my personal kids to be way better than the yeah. actual foundation landmark you know what i'm saying and i feel like my dad my brothers they laid that they they, they laid the blueprint down it's like a, yeah. what i like to call it the blueprint was laid for me it was up yep. to me to follow that blueprint follow you it. know what i'm saying and yeah. if i didn't follow that blueprint i wouldn't have been sitting here in front of your face right now talking to you about a to z you get what I'm saying? And I ain't even that Z yet, bro. I, I still yeah. feel like I'm the, I'm in the middle of the, of the alphabet, bro, because I have so 100%. many desires and I have so much more I want to accomplish. But on a, on a bigger note, bro, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm working on, a, um, you know, a facility, have my own facility where, mm. you know, it, it hosts basketball, baseball, football. Kids get out of school, got they tutors, they got nutritionists, they got, you know, uh, uh, batting cages, they have basketball, they got field yeah. work. You get what I'm saying? Like an all-in-one exclusive place where people could come train it's not only about the sports it's about getting the curriculums down it's about your yeah. passions your desires the beliefs you get what yep. i'm saying it's, it's really like a mentality to this shit bro that i have a lot of game that i want to get back to the youth bro and my, my career being the deshaun jackson on the football field bro it goes way beyond that bro and i just get frustrated sometimes because you know oh he's he's not doing this and get back on the field but it's like bro my my mark is way bigger than anything that yeah. football field can do bro that 100%. shit doesn't that shit doesn't measure me bro like of course 100%. people are going to know me because of that but guess what it, it was somebody before and it's going to be somebody after bro I love that you're saying that because when we do stuff with athletes and we do partnerships like for me I'm I don't care how big an athlete is I don't care about how big his brand is I like to identify with the person and one thing that I noticed with you is like, you're kind of like selfless and it's not a lot of people that are selfless. Like you care about others more than you care about yourself. And that goes to these trips that you're doing. That goes to these camps. That goes to you being on IG live for two hours, signing autographs. Like bro, I don't play football. I'm in the basketball realm, but I always identify with the guys and the talent that are thinking outside the box. Those are the guys that I want to go get a billion dollars with. Like you got to connect dots and anything in life. Like, you know, when we talked earlier, you know, I kind of broke down and told my brother, like, you know, what it was we was doing and just chopping up and just like kind of like building each other up type shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like exactly. at the end of the day, I'm never no Hollywood nigga to sit here and be like, your platform ain't as big as mine. I can't come sit down and really chop it up and talk game with you. Like yeah. a lot of people be stuck on that because it's like my platform is bigger than yours or, or I'm some, this big person that you can't touch or like, why am I sitting in a room or why am I rubbing elbows with somebody that may not have my, my bank account or my status? You get what I'm saying? I just feel like it's so mm -hmm. fucked up because that's really the reality and the perception that people have and we living with bro. But like what I was telling my brother, it's like at the end of the day, bro, when we met, we met. Right. But 100%. your story is different from my story, but guess what? I, it's shit that I can learn from you. It's shit you can learn from me. And not only 100%. that, we brothers, we black men, bro. We need to build exactly. each other up, bro. And I feel like a lot of times in the black community, bro, and that's what I was speaking on when I made that post this summer that I got crucified for. It's like us as the black community and us as the culture, if we stuck together, bro, just imagine how powerful we will be, bro. Because you can't identify who's real and who's not. Yeah, I got a license with, you know, pillows, blankets, towels, sweat equity partner with Steph Curry. I ain't going to say names, but like it shouldn't even be a question. If I have a license, 
as a 35-year-old African-American male has a license with the biggest league in the world, bro, the NBA. Like, not too many people have licenses with players' faces, their bodies, right? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm out of here. Fuck with it, niggas. I get a license, it's crickets, bro. Right. I'm not getting no support from people that I think I, that I'm going to get support right. from because I got an NBA license. Right. And then I started to realize and I started to have to tell myself, like, it's tough in the African-American community because we grow up in competition. Right. That's first, no matter what. For We're sure. always competing. And whether you say it's my brother or not, nigga, if we get on this court and me and you go and do some shit, we're right. competing. It don't right. matter if we're shooting dice, shooting hoops, or fucking doing patterns. Right. We're competing. And I think with African-American, our community, we cannot detach from that. There's 450 players in the NBA. I could literally put a player on a fucking pillow and a blanket, all 450 players, and I don't even have to tell them because I have the license. So and that's a revenue. Niggas, niggas got to understand they ain't even got to put money into it. We going to make it. You ain't got to do nothing. Back to what you say, bro. Curry supporting an equity owner in the company. And like, I was roommates with Steph Curry preparing for the draft, but it's like the people that were close to me and like all the homies that be asking me for clothes, saying right. I'm fresh as shit, congratulations on all the success. When my shit pop off, niggas is silent, but think niggas don't know. Nigga, I had to pay licensing fees up front mm-hmm. to the NBA to sell that shit. Maybe you were showing me the pillows, though, and with faces. Yeah, I remember bro. You showing me all that you shit. You know what I'm saying? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. But it goes back to what you said. It's almost like we're African-Americans. We're in this frequency where it's, it's never like, let me big this dude up. It's more like, what he doing? Like, it, it, oh, I don't know if I can help him because he, he might get there faster than me. Or It's niggas out here with billions of dollars. Right. And as athletes, this goes to all the athletes. You know about Michael Rubin. When you're with these billionaires, sure. so you know what it is. A lot of guys, like, y'all competing over who can get to 100, 200, 300 million first. It's right. niggas out here with 7 billion. The reason they got to it, because they came together. Say, so I think it's a mentality to being the, an elite. You look at characteristics in a person, what makes somebody who they are, right? So for me to have a relationship like a Michael Rubin, like, this is a man that I legitimately have have built a relationship been knowing 10 plus years. But from mm. the get go, I never really knew who he was. Like my first few years being young D Jack, like I was just going to the game, sitting on the floor, just fucking having fun, talking yeah. shit type shit. <laughs> I knew he was like part owner, but it's like my young state of mind. Like you're not thinking about that. I'm not thinking about that shit. Yeah, you get yeah, what I'm saying? Cause I'm yeah, young, yeah. have fun with the homies. We on some bullshit. So it's like now flip side coming back to Philly, when I was with my 11th year and it's like now sitting on the floor, it's like now my mind is thinking somewhere else, bro. So now I'm mm-hmm. intrigued to man, how you became a millionaire. What's, yeah. what's some of the investments you making? Yeah. Like, how, how do I double my money? How do you get what I'm yep. saying? So these are questions yep. that I've asked and we've talked about, but it's, it's a mental standpoint, bro. It's, it's like almost a mental toughness. It's like, how many times am I going to fail before I really understand that? Failing is a part of success. Like a lot of people fail multiple times and it's like, I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to give up. Yeah. But the special and going back to that elite, the special elites, that shit motivates them to another extent, bro. It's like another level. It's like, all right, I'm at this level, but then how the fuck am I going to get to that next level? level. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the urge to want to go to the moon, bro. 
Set the 100%. bar. They always say set the bar. Set the 100%. bar, right? Like, like you said, we competing, we have fun, or we like we go on the court. Who gonna be the motherfucker that's gonna set the bar? Like, we all gonna exactly. be good. We all gonna have little sports, like set the bar? you know, spare times of like hitting the shot or hitting the shot. But you know them special motherfuckers. Like you said, you knew Steph Curry. I know it was a point yeah. in time you was on the court that motherfucker. He was making shot. You like, damn, is this motherfucker yeah. ever gonna stop? But he's set the, set the bar. The bar. Yeah, exactly. So if you can continuously yeah, exactly. be on some shit like that, bro. That's elite, bro. But you got to it's consistency, bro, is everything, bro. And I've learned that in my career, bro. Like it's a lot yeah. of young cats to come in one, two, three years. It was good. But it's like you look up like where the hell they go. Consistency and knowing to identify with the motherfuckers that set the bar. Like imagine sure. if you knew your first year in the league that Michael Rue was this multi-billionaire businessman. And right. you st- and your first year in the league are like, oh, OK. This nigga set the bar. Let me identify because you got to think Michael Rubin's going to want to hang around you just because he can't do what you do. Just like you want to be around him because you want to figure out how you got a billion dollars. If you're popping your first year in the NBA, don't wait or NFL. Don't wait until year six to know the owner. Like shake owners, become friends with the owner day one because ain't nobody doing it. They trying to think about playing football and basketball. Go in thinking like, I'm a CEO. I want to know the CEO, the owner of my team. That's where I feel like a lot of guys can learn from me is because like I was, I was able to catch on and I would say it's never too late. You get what I'm saying? But I was at the position where I didn't, I I didn't catch on early enough, but that's why I feel like a a lot of these young guys could learn from me because it took me seven, eight years to really snap on, bro. Like I I really lived the lifestyle where I was making eight, 10 million and I damn near was running through that whole money in that year but i was living off of based off of knowing next year i got another 10 million yeah, exactly. exactly but that's the mentality that i was stuck in and i didn't have people around me telling me like no exactly that 10 you getting put six of it up you get what i'm saying yeah, like, you could have put one million up of that 10 and made that 10 back but you're you not thinking saying, that bro? because of fast money 100 but, but but that's why i'm telling you bro like i have yeah. I, I got a lot of game for these young dudes to give it yeah. to because you had a point bro where you don't know no better bro because if you're not getting the information bro how are you ever going to know? I surrounded myself around people that like I can trust because it's hard to trust people, bro. I've been burnt. 100%. Bridges been burnt. Like it's been all types of shit that, you know, like people that was close to me stole from me. When you grew up in neighborhoods like Crenshaw and you have people that, you know, was with you from the trip when you was a kid, you know, and when you make it, you got these same people that was around you when you ain't had shit, but maybe into the wrong shit. You got to kind of, you just can't like let a nigga go or just like, no, I'm done with you. It's like, how do you deal with that balance? Because there's a lot of youth and kids coming up where they come from places that aren't the best. And you got people that are in a circle for 20 years and they add no value to the brand. It is an honor to be growing up in the way you came up because you are almost the poster child of any other kid that comes from Crenshaw district that feels like they can't make it out. You are that shining star. And I think they, we need to highlight more stories like that instead of thinking about, Oh, Deshaun Jackson said something about, you know, a different race and the religion. He's the, no, (laughs) Deshaun Jackson is doing shit in the hood. Deshaun Jackson is using his voice to speak to people. I was going to say, how long have you, really understood or tapped into that side of it where you say you know how the media portrays Marshall McLeod understanding media the extensions of man and it talks about like before there was any type of printed there was a printing press the printing press was a thing that put print into a book so before there was print in a book you didn't know what a picture of anything was so they talk about the breakdown of like all the new technologies for example the telegraph the telephone 
the television, how it extends you so many different ways. He started telling me, yo, read this book. Start reading philosophers like Arthur Croker, William Irwin Thompson, Marshall McLuhan. And I really started looking into and reading these books on media maybe about two years ago. And then I fast forward to now and everything that I was reading two years ago is literally factual what's happening. It talks about how the medium is the message. It talks about how, you know, anybody could be a superstar right now. Anybody could be famous in 15 minutes, right? And I started seeing that with sports and all media kind of going a different direction, they have to, you know, Sports Center, all these leagues, they got to do something to get people to keep watching. AA is continually, you know, canceling games, NFL cancels games. You know, if, if they ain't got no clickbait or something to watch, people are going to forget about the sport. Why do you think they put the last dance a little bit a couple months forward? You know, COVID hit, there wasn't no basketball, and they was like, okay, we're moving last dance up a couple months. It, it killed, but it's like there's so much fast media now that it's easy to forget about something. Like, just how they tried to crucify you or what you said, we live in a world where media is so fast, just as fast as they crucified you, niggas forgot about it three days later because somebody got shot or something happened. So mm -hmm. it's like, I started understanding media. Nobody wants to hear the positive shit, bro. That don't sell tickets. That don't sell shows. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's why I think people f gonna fuck with what we doing, bro, because this ain't no regular media shit, bro. This, this no, really yeah, we we shit. We, you got the red cup, I got my can of dry. Like, we really talking shit, yeah. bro. And it's like, it ain't no script to shit. Whatever the fuck it is that I want to do, bro, I'm going to be authentic to me, bro. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of times, bro, this professional athlete or this platform we have to sit up on, we have to sit here and, you know, not say what the fuck we really want to say, bro. And it's like, 100%. at the end of the day, bro, that's not me. If exactly. you fuck with me, fuck with me for who I really am, bro. If not, so be it. I'm like, exactly. I'm not hurt. I'm not pressed, exactly. bro. I got enough exactly. love and motherfuckers to fuck with me off the real. I do, bro, because at the end of the exactly. day, bro, I feel like the more better you do for your community, for the people around you, bro, the more blessings God's going to continue to give you, bro. It's frequency. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, 100%. It, it, it's like, bro, like I said, I, I, I commend you. I tap my hat off to you, bro, because I this as much as you praise me, I'm going to give you the same praise right back, bro, because I've yeah. seen the shit you do as well, too. You get what I'm saying? You got the clothing that. line. You got the fashion, bro. You, you, you lacing athletes to look fly and fresh, bro, because it's the perception that we want to uphold. 100%. But being ourselves still, but yep. like, you know, shit, you got some fly shit on with a white beater, nigga. I'm still, I'm still exactly. me. <laughs> Same yep, nigga yep. to go to the hood and, and pass out yep, yep. drives and toys and do stuff, bro. But it's like, it's not enough of that, bro. And it's like, we got to continue to come together, bro, and uplift each other, bro. So 100%. You know, I, I look forward to keep doing this and just like, Hell you know, yeah. good, bro. I don't want to talk about other platforms that's doing stuff in media, right? But yeah. if you think about anything in media, and if you think about anybody that's doing anything in media, it's not black owned. They hire us and they pay us, and then they tell you what you can say and what you cannot say. We two guys in media, and we 100% black owned. And yeah. not saying I'm against the other races, but I think it's something to say that we're two guys coming together from two different realms that you say, you know what, bro? Let's use our stories and speak our truth. Yeah. Yo, so D-Jack, like, you know, we talked about the rapping stuff earlier. Like, I tapped into music a little bit. I'm not going to get into my stuff because my shit ain't ready. But I know you got full production, full studios. Yeah. And I know offline you've been telling me you've been working on, like, some new stuff. Like, do you got something in the cooker that maybe we can hear exclusive that ain't nobody heard that you can play right here? Look, I'm about to know whip. Put up in some blue shit. Blue hunters, master outfit. It ain't no counterfeit. How you supposed to get it, though? 
How you supposed to step the door? How you supposed to flip the brick but you ain't never walk before? Jackpot, jackpot, happy in the jackpot. I ain't in for no cash, get the fuck up on my stash. Jackpot, jackpot, happy in the jackpot. I ain't in for no cash. Oh, but can you fall till you fall? And take it from the trenches or you fall where you start? I just got a bonus check, I split it with my dogs. I can drop a bonus check, I split it with my dogs. Yeah, that jackpot. You feel My boy me, got a bonus check and sprinted it with his dog. Shout out to the, everybody in the, in the sports world that's getting a bonus check or that travel check and spending it on your dog. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Ain't no straight line to this shit, bro. You got to go through it. scribbles. You got to go through backwards flips and turns and all that shit, bro. So I'm going to go on and play this for my for my bro, man. Rest in